You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. How much? Excuse me? How much for the car? She's not for sale. You have good day, sir. Daisy. I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Jonathan. You got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. It's personal. Where'd you get that car? What does it matter? It's not what you did, son. It's who you did it to. Nobody? But nobody. It's John Wick. Again? No, just sorting some stuff out. Task your crew. How many? As many as you have. Hey, John. I thought I'd let myself in. People keep asking if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm not afraid of John Wick. Uh-huh. How good's your laundry? No one's that good. I thought not. It's a brand new episode of Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. Kayla, everything is gone <laughs> according to plan. Season one of the show concluded with three episodes. And as... <laughs> As according to uh, uh, the podcast Bible that we wrote up before we did the show. Yes, obviously. Uh, we were going to take a three-year break in between. Yes. During which time I would also move out and get my own place. <laughs> I would move on to my senior year of high school. <laughs> yes. Well, the original plan uh, was to to do the podcast in an, an awkward phase of your life. And then to come back in a more awkward phase of your life where you're now practically a, an adult. But That's the plan all along. You're, you're practically an adult, and, but now also still technically a teenager mm-hmm. uh, for at least a couple more years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the real hope on my part uh, between this three-year break, mm-hmm. intentional, uh, was that you would come back more seasoned and mature. <laughs> <laughs> more capable of talking about the subject matter at hand that is movies cinema yes. um so of course i'm expecting somewhat of an npr style uh <laughs> podcast from you here i will be a professional i am an adult <laughs> okay well hold let's uh let's pull back on the reins there you are a near adult close enough um so if you've never listened to this before, and there's a good chance you may not have because we've only done three episodes. I highly doubt that anybody even remembers it exists. Uh, 
Only one person even remembered it existed. And then she was like, please make this podcast again. So we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal or the idea of this podcast was to get to spend time with you, which I then took a three-year break from doing. Yep. During that three-year span, I spent no time with you. A-plus father. At all. A-plus. Like, none. Parent of the year award. Yeah, I practically <laughs> abandoned you. Um, <laughs> uh, but the idea was to spend some time with you and to try to force you into liking movies because I like them so much. I do like movies. I know you do. It's just a very specific set of movies. Yes, you have a very particular set of skills. And <laughs> watching a lot of movies is not one of those skills, though. No. Uh, I think I've watched the same six movies for the past four years. <laughs> I was just going to say, in the last three years, you have watched perhaps six movies where I have watched like 600. Yes. Um but the, the the whole idea around this podcast was I pick a movie that you have not seen before mm-hmm. and in an attempt to find out how well I know my own daughter, <laughs> the, the whole goal is do I pick some I pick something I think she's going to like, uh-huh. we watch it, and then we sit down in front of a microphone and then she tells me how wrong or right. I think I've been right two out of the three times. Yes. I think it was Apollo 13, maybe, that you didn't dig so much? Mm, it was either that or it was The Mummy that I didn't like that much. Oh, it can't be The Mummy, because The Mummy is great. Huh. Uh, maybe it was Apollo 13. It's been three years. I don't remember. <laughs> three years and one, one day. day. <laughs> which makes me endlessly angry. But... To the day. Uh, as we record this, this, this podcast will not go up on the 31st as we record it, but... Um, it'll go up like the next day or the the day after. Yeah. But um, as we recorded, it is almost three years to the exact day. And if only we had recorded this last night at one in the morning instead. <laughs> yes, that would have been exactly three years. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe well, not on the dot, on but the dot. then we could Close get enough. we could get really technical about the time and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember when it was posted, but presumably <laughs> sometime in the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the movie I selected for uh, the beginning of season two, which is now just official. I'm just pretending that we had this planned all along. This was totally intentional. Intentional. I didn't at all get bored of this concept and not participate. For three years. Uh, have have kids, they said. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, teens, they're great. Um, <laughs> no, uh I mean, the trailer at the beginning of this podcast is going to give it away because that that's what goes at the beginning of this podcast is the, the trailer for what we're talking about. So it's already kind of given away. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've read the title already. Yes. So you know that the movie I selected for Kayla to watch is the 2014 action film John Wick starring Keanu Reeves. And I thought this movie would definitely bend towards your sensibilities in more than in more than one way yes do you do you want to describe the plot of this movie or would you rather have me do it uh in simplified gen z terms (laughs) (laughs) basic plot of this movie uh john wick former assassin john wick yes uh has a lot of bad things happen to him Mm. he then gets mad and his solution to being mad is kill a bunch of people. Yes. <laughs> and that's in the very broad stroke. I, I think you can get even 
I think you can get even more narrowed down. Would, would you that. like me to narrow it down more? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think the spe- I think the general specifics uh, are exactly why I think that uh, every like you'd be so attuned to this movie because of the one specific reason he gets mad. Mm. I'm like, I could see if this happened to Kayla. I think I she would, could be John Wick. Yes, I could in these specific circumstances. So in this movie, uh, it starts off with the viewers being given the knowledge that John Wick's wife has passed away. Yes, from some sort of disease or illness. From something. Yeah. She knew really, she was dying. Wasn't really clear what it was. Yeah. But as one last parting gift from his wife, uh, she sends him a dog. And not just any dog. Not just any dog. The cutest dog I think I've ever seen in my life. Like a beagle puppy or something? Her name is Daisy and she's an angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh, some some dudes break into his house in the middle of the night. Some Russians. Uh, yes. They steal his car and brutally murder his dog in front of him. Yes. Which then causes him to go on a murderous rampage killing like 70 plus people along the way. Which is 100% something that I agree with. Uh, I would do the same thing. Continue continue to give your thoughts on this while I go find out. Because somebody actually did keep score of, of how, how many, many people, people he killed. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it might very well be one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh, for real? Uh, yes. This movie was incredible. <laughs> There were so many moments where I was just sitting there with my jaw on the floor because of the amount of things that were happening. Yeah. Like, there was just a lot going on. The fights are awesome. The fights are incredible. This, it was just, there was a lot going on. By the way, you were very close. 70 plus. 77 people John Wick kills in this movie. There is a running total for the other movies. Uh-huh. Uh, that I have not seen yet, but I would like to. In John Wick Chapter 2, he kills 128 people. Jeez. And in John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, he kills 94 people. So wow. he's taking it easy. Uh, Slowing it that. down there at the end. Yeah, he peaks He peaks in the second film. But, <laughs> he decided um, he was going to lay off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't know. I just thought this would totally appeal to you. It's like, uh, what would you do if somebody killed your puppy? Oh, you'd go kill 77 people too. Yes. Uh, and keep in mind, this was all to get to one person. Yes. And then, well, I mean, once he killed that person, it, it made his dad upset. So his dad was like, oh, I'm going to do something to fuck with you. And he's like, fuck, I've got to kill that yep. guy now too. Ah, shit, got to kill these people too. Yes. So um, it was more of an inconvenience killing than it was like an intentional like oh, yeah. murder spree. It was just like, damn it, now I got to do this. And it just... So you were telling me um, when we were watching it that you're like, holy crap, who is doing Keanu Reeves' stunt work? Because there's a, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and because uh, the well, because the the fighting is incredible, and mm-hmm. the fight scenes are incredible, and all, the fight all, choreography is immaculate. It's tre- it really is. It's tremendous. Uh, and I told you that Keanu Reeves did most everything you saw, which I believe. Uh, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, and that's incredible, especially if you go all the way back to like when he did the Matrix, because like you can watch mm-hmm. the uh, the behind the scenes of that, and he's doing like all of that crap too, like all of the kung see, fu like, stuff. Hints of the Matrix in what John Wick was doing. So this movie was directed by Chad Stel- um, Stelhelski, mm-hmm. and the this was his first movie. 
that really? he ever directed. In fact, he's only made three movies, and they are the John Wick movies. And nice. prior to this, uh, you'll be surprised to learn mm-hmm. that before this, his job was a stuntman. Okay. And he worked... Uh, in fact, I believe he worked on The Matrix. Wow. So, yeah, he worked as a stunt double for... Keanu Reeves in the Matrix movies. Very nice. So you're seeing like the the coming together. Uh, I I read a weird fact that because um, reading about uh, uh, Chad's biography, mm-hmm. it noted that he was married to uh, one of my favorite stunt. Uh, well, just one of my favorite names of all time, but she happens to be a, a stunt performer as well. Yes, Heidi Moneymaker. Wow, who, what a name that is. Who is the stunt double for Scarlett Johansson in, uh, whenever she plays Black Widow. She's the stunt double for her in all of those movies. Uh-huh. Um, so that was weird. <laughs> it was just a, n- a non sequitur that has nothing to do with this movie. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to... I think we asked the question before I asked you like what your favorite scenes were. In the movie, and how many of them are non-puppy related? Because some of them had to be like when he looks down at the puppy, and the puppy's um, like, "Can I come to bed with you?" About ninety percent of my favorite scenes are all dog related. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> if there's a dog on screen, I'm happy, except for when that dog is dead on the floor, then I'm not, obviously. But mm-hmm. <laughs> up until that point, yeah. having a great time. The serotonin levels are higher than they've ever been. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but most of the, that whole fight scene where they're in like that club. Oh, the red circle? The red circle. I really enjoyed that. The, the that atmosphere was, was very nice. and the, That was awesome. The way that everything was shot was just really nice. Mm-hmm. I really liked how that scene played out. The, uh, one of the things that we sort of started talking about, cause like, I think you got into this movie really quickly, so yes, it was, it was very so, easy to. It was sort of it was sort of like a dead giveaway right away that oh, I picked a good one. She's gonna like this. Yes. Um, then I started talking to you about how uh, well they sort of created they sort of created the myth of John Wick while they were in the middle of the movie, like just in yes. how everybody reacts to him. I really liked that development as it progressed that you just got the vibe that everybody was afraid of him. Yeah, everybody I, knows I him. Really the bad that. even the bad guys. Even the bad guys were like, "Oh shit, John Wick." Like it Yeah. It was just really cool to see like that development happen as yeah. the story progressed of people just being terrified of him. Yeah. I mean, I stole a guy's car, so what? You stole John Wick's car. Like, like, what are, like, what are you uh, thinking? You're dead. <laughs> yeah. He's saying, yeah, the bad guy is saying this to his own son. He's like, he's going to kill you. Like, you're dead. You can't do anything about he it. He wasn't I, even planning on putting a stop to it either. <laughs> no, he's like, well, there's nothing I can do. Uh, now, of course, the, the bad guys are, of course, resigned to this fact, but they also must. They're not just going to sit there and let John Wick walk up to them and shoot them. Right. So they try to they kill try. John Wick, but it's really not going it so well for them. It never works. It doesn't um, go so well for them. <laughs> he gets knocked down a time or two. Like, John Wick gets, like, shot, I think, once and stabbed a couple of times and yeah. thrown off a balcony. But for the most part, he's basically like a Terminator. You make it sound like it's just such standard fare. <laughs> like, yeah, he got thrown off a balcony. You know, yeah. stuff that, don't you just hate it when that happens? He got stabbed once or twice, but you know, he walked it off. Isn't that really inconvenient when you just get thrown <laughs> off balconies? Um, but yeah, the, 
they kind of just develop this mythos right away around him of like, holy shit, you you fucked up. Like, yeah, this was a mistake. They don't even let you, the viewer, discover how badly they've screwed up. Mm-hmm. The bad guys straight up tell you, like, oh man, you've really screwed up. Wait till you see this guy in action. And then then you get to, and it's tremendous. What did you think? Uh, what did you think when the wider world of John Wick sort of opened up? When because at first it just seemed like oh he's kind of just a badass actiony guy I guess, yes. but then the guys break into his house and you're like whoa what is he doing? How is he doing any of that? And then the police officer shows up and he's like they're on a oh, first name basis. They're on a first name basis. Clearly part of the the Assassins Guild or whatever it's called the, uh, the Secret Society of Assassins you know? yes so yeah what was your what were your thoughts or feelings when it's like th- he belongs to a secret society of assassins where they have their own currency and hideouts and <laughs> everything I mean it was very out of nowhere but I appreciated how out of nowhere it was yes. like it was very like whoa what the hell's going on but then you know as it progressed you're like yeah okay this is just stuff that's happening all right yeah, it's part, they just introduce, it. it's sort of like a weird explainer of, like, why he is the way, how he is, how he is, I guess. Yeah. He's just part of, like, this whole thing that, it's it's sort of like the men in black. <laughs> like, enough. nobody knows the, ex- oh, yeah, I, it's, I, these are, like. Exactly the same. They're very simpatico. They're just one-to-one. Two sides uh, of the same coin. They're <laughs> exactly the same. Yes. Uh, they're in, in in as much as that they are secret agencies of a sort yes. uh, that sort of have their own places. Although and... I didn't see Will Smith kill seventy seven people, so <laughs> no. that would have been an interesting twist. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but I that's one of and they expand upon it in the next few movies. Now I don't think we're going to probably cover the I mean I think we should probably watch those movies because yes, I think you dig I it to. but I don't think we're going to watch them as part of this podcast because no. it's already pretty clear I think that she's going to like them so yes. that ruins it, the whole idea of the <laughs> podcast ruins the whole thing yeah so uh, I think we will go and watch the second and third ones uh, at some point because they really expand on the the world and you get to see more of it yeah. and you get to find out more about how it works mm-hmm. But it maintains all of its greatness uh, throughout uh, both movies. And, in fact, things kind of come around full circle a little bit in the third movie. Uh, there are uh, There is an assassin who has dogs, and her dogs are like assassins. They're like assassin Yo, dogs. That's... <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's cool. They're like amazing assassin dogs. Uh, and, happy ending to this story, he gets another dog at the end of the movie. Yes, he does. He steals a dog from an animal shelter. <laughs> he does steal a dog from an animal shelter. But, like, um, it's great, though. It's the cutest dog ever. I mean, maybe maybe it's an Assassin's Guild animal shelter, and he just <laughs> left one of those gold coins uh, to you know as a, as a trade-off. Like, they, they have everything, Kayla. They yes. have a cleaning service. They have a hotel. They have laundry service. Everything. They have a specific doctor for just them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who seems, by the way... Uh, seems like he's like just getting sick of his job at this point. <laughs> yes. like, like, it looks like it's just inconveniencing him. He's like, honestly, you shouldn't go out, but you're gonna. So just take these drugs, I guess. Just take these. <laughs> Your stitches are gonna rip. You're gonna bleed. <sighs> just, just get out of here. Another day. Another day in the life. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, and I love the... Uh, Keanu Reeves is not the most um, colorful actor. No. Like, he's not 
super expressive. Although he got very expressive when he got mad. Yes. When he explained to Vigo about like exactly why, why it wasn't was... just a dog yeah. to him. And um, he I has that. I have to say that was pretty hilarious to me how it was like, oh, before this, it was just like slightly inconvenienced John Wick. Yeah, he was just mad over all of it. He was grieving the death of his wife and his dog. But now he was mad. Yeah, but now he's mad after half of the movie's over and he's already killed 50 people. Yeah, yes. Uh, there is still more There is still more to be done. Still more. Um, I thoroughly appreciate uh, the the ending for the the jerk. I, I, don't remember, I don't even remember his name. I just keep thinking of him as Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. But <laughs> the guy who, the ringleader of the, the group. The guy who stole the car? The guy who stole the car. Yes. Um, I really appreciate how that guy met his end because yeah, it was, was not... there was no gravitas. There was no, no. Like, long monologue. It was just walk up, shoot him in the head, turn around and leave. It no. was very like, this is all you deserve. Goodbye. Yeah, there was no, this is for Daisy. Yeah, there this was is for no, my wife. There was no dramatic speech. Yeah, nothing like that. Uh, he didn't want to shoot him from afar. There were a few moments where he probably could have shot him at a distance, mm-hmm. but he wanted him to see John Wick shoot him. Uh, so he waited, and when he got his chance, he did. He put one bullet in him to disable him. Say, nothing was more badass to me than when he like made eye contact with his dude while he shot another guy in the head at Ugh. like point blank range. Uh, this is a very brutal movie, by it's, the way. It's a lot. If yeah. you are not okay with blood or gore, you should not watch this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's mostly just blood. Sp- like spatter like it's not but like a copious amount oh like, yeah yeah yeah. like i didn't even know that that much blood could come out of a human but <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean well look it's not like quentin tarantino-esque where oh, it's spurting <laughs> fountains but yeah that no thank you uh but there's like a lot of there's like a lot of blood splatter and um that's kind of like most of it there's not a lot of like you brains flying or things like that it's not super duper gross but yeah it's fairly graphic and realistic looking, which is yes, the unsettling part. Yeah, it's very realistic looking. Like, it does not look like it's, somebody just chucked some ketchup at a wall. It's like... Yeah. No, and and they didn't do kind of like the overdramatic movie, uh, like where a dude gets shot and he flies back. None of that. It's yeah. just like, boom, was, drop, very, boom, drop. It was very realistic murdering. <laughs> <laughs> Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Immaculate. That is what we are looking for. Uh, no, like, I'm, I'm glad that it did that, and it wasn't like really cheesy, like action movie stuff. It was very like, mm-hmm. like obviously it's a movie, so like there are some parts where it's like, okay, that would literally never happen. But yeah, I really appreciated that. You know, the directors like took the time to like make it look as not fake as possible. Yeah, it feels very. It definitely looked mm-hmm. like something that could actually happen. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And uh, I mean, I think that's a lot of it was to kind of uh, make the action as grounded as possible. I think they did a good job of that. So that was one of my problems with the mummy was that it was just very like so crazy out there. It was just so crazy out there. And it was such like a so standard run of the mill. Like, yeah, it was almost like they had a checklist of like things that you need to do in an action movie. And they just like ticked off boxes as they went along. Uh, yeah, I mean, but oh, the performances are so much fun in that movie. OK, yeah. fine. Fine, Kayla. I will let you have your opinion. I think I was wrong one time, but I was right on on this one. You were. So that's good. Congratulations. So, uh, officially, Kayla approves of John Wick? Yes, I do. Awesome. Uh, I approve of it with my whole being. How many, how many pairs of glasses would you give this out of five? 
I'd say I'd give it five. Oh, wow. That is not bad. I think I gave this, f- like, when it came out and Glenn and I uh, watched it and reviewed it for the main podcast, I think I gave it four and a half. Yeah, I mean, this was... Or something this was like that. Something I that loved I re- it. I, I love it. I really enjoyed this movie. I really did. It was... I, it yeah. was a lot of stuff that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Mostly because, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves as a person does not seem like somebody who would be capable of the things he does in this movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just played... He was just in the Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> and, like, that's would, John Wick. Yeah, you would not know looking at that that those are the same people, because yeah. it's just not... That man has range. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm super duper happy that they just sort of created a new character. It's something you don't get to see a lot because everybody yeah. is into cashing in on intellectual property that everybody knows. Right. Which I don't blame them for, and yeah. I certainly enjoy a lot of that, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see them create something completely new. Yeah. And within, like, the first ten minutes of that movie, you're already like, holy crap, like... This feels like a special movie and a special character. And yeah, now they've made three movies. They're all great. And I think they're in line to do a fourth and final movie to wrap up everything. Very nice. So, yes. uh, Very excited. Something that I just greatly appreciated personally was that this movie was very fast-paced, which, Mm -hmm. as somebody who has ADHD, a fast-paced movie... It was very nice for my brain. Yeah, it didn't move too slow. I mean, um, it was it was movie length, but it, it, it was very it like snaps everything along. was very quick, and I I appreciated that. Yeah, it is very awful to watch movies that like have such a slow build up. Mm-hmm. It's like literal agony to sit through a movie that takes forever to build up. My my goal now is to find a slow burn movie that she will enjoy. So that will be the God, I'll that, cry. That will be the big <laughs> challenge. There's got to be something out there. There has to be something. I, kn- I knew this was like fish in a barrel though. It's like somebody kills a very adorable dog and they go on a revenge spree for the dog. I'm like, Caleb will I, I love would that do movie. It. <laughs> Caleb, like, Caleb would love this movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So that is the podcast. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the whole three archived episodes <laughs> of this show. And We're going to try to do more. We're going to try to do more. Yeah. Every couple weeks, uh, we'll try to do uh, another one. Yes. Um, uh, so you can do that to check out the archives of the show. And you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Oh, God. Just search for... <laughs> Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. We need to come it's, up with a different name. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, but type all of that in uh, and hit subscribe. And that way you can come back next time and find out if uh, I can find yet another movie my daughter will enjoy watching. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. That, I think I'm out of ideas, actually. <laughs> yeah.